This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Cruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello, everybody. Hello out there, disaster divas. Welcome back to the Disaster Girls podcast. It is I, your co-host, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith. And I gotta say, Amanda, as we re-enter surface episodes, I think we've hit the real fucking nadir of surface. Oh, yeah. With these two. it's It sucks because, like, I'm watching it so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Being like, this is the this is the shittiest part of the like, well, we weren't planning to just have one season. Yeah. Because like TV gets to unfold. It gets to like, you know, simmer on uninteresting plots sometimes for an episode or two. When you think that like you're coming back for season two. Mm-hmm. But when it just ends up being one season, it's just eating real estate. Yeah. And these two fucking episodes of stranded Dr. Lady Scientist Lake Bell. Yep. And goddamn Miles, an absolute slog, I gotta say. I mean, so here's the thing. When our sweet summer children Gen Zers are complaining about The Last of Us having a quote-unquote bottle episode that is quote-unquote filler because it uh, tells a beautiful, heartbreaking story of two men falling in love during the apocalypse. (laughs) No. No. These episodes are what filler and bottle episodes are because- Doctor Lady Scientist like Bell is trapped in a in a seven by ten tube yeah. for the entirety of two episodes. Well, when she's that not is, yeah, when she's not in a metal tube, she's in a fucking raft just yeah. getting rained on. Yeah. The I mean, like which again, these are not true Catherine Von someone Catherine Von somewhere Catherine Von Arendoff is like her ears are perking up. She's like, it's not a bottle episode, yeah, and it's yeah. not. <laughs> but this is as close as surface would come to having a bottle episode in that yeah, they threw Rich and Lake Bell into that little submersible to save a shit ton of money yeah. on production. These are filler episodes. And it like, is. these are <sighs> these are true early aughts filler episodes. And I I had completely I remembered like there's so little of the show that I actively remember, which is why I did not remember and was just deeply heartbroken by our loss in this episode. It, um it was I God, it should have been Miles. Should have been Miles. Should have been fucking Miles, man. I, like, I was watching these being like, I am so, he's so lucky. Mm -hmm. That kid is still his best friend. That kid should have kicked him to the curb fucking weeks ago. Yeah. Like, Miles is, like, I have had pets. I love pets. I just, like, but the the behavior of Miles with Nim and the, like, certainty that he understands Nim and his just like what he is risking mm-hmm. to pursue this creature is like fucking stop. Like yeah. fuck when he got eaten up by all those tiny little creatures. By the other Nims, yeah. All the other little Nims. I was like, go bigger. You take his fucking legs. Like this mm-hmm. kid needs to be out of this show. Savannah's the only child I care about. And that, like, and he, like, he endures these grave wounds that send him into a fucking coma. And it's, you're, and I'm just like, and he's still like, 
don't tell mom and dad. Don't tell mom and dad about it's him. It's like, you fault. are going to die. You are dying. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we doing here? And the thing is about, like, this isn't... So Miles' storyline, obviously, is just E.T., but if Elliot were insufferable. Like, yeah, start to finish. No, you're so right. It's 100%. When, when he starts getting, when so he gets attacked by... So obviously, first of all, let's deal with the fact that Despite Miles having recently been arrested for, I guess, letting a man, like, almost killing a man, as far as yeah. they know. As far as, as far as the world knows, almost killing a man. Yeah. Um, and then, after that, stealing a car and running from the police, his dad manages to get him talk- switched from being on the side of a road doing cleanup as his, as his, as his uh, service to working at an aquarium and his parents are like yeah you can be gone from 7 30 in the morning until 10 o'clock at night unsupervised unsupervised hey, kids, when when his parents leave them to go on their work retreat where there's no phones when they go missing on their work retreat yeah, yeah there's no phones their their cells the, the phones don't work so you have to call them on their cells they leave savannah in charge it is a day and a half after their son has been like remanded from the court yeah. <laughs> and then they're completely unreachable. And I'm just like, you know what? This, there was a moment where I was like, maybe this isn't all Miles' fault because how, this is what happens when you let a child just, when you let a, a, an unremarkable child just free range, apparently. Yeah, th- is I just, mean, he's clearly a product of his environment. Yeah. But you know what? Savannah. Savannah manages to through. get her shit together. Yeah. She fucking pushed through. So Miles is just annoying as shit. Well, you know, that's because Savannah was always, well, Savannah, why'd you let your brother do that? You know, yeah. that was the dynamic in that household from start to finish. Everything has always been, well, Savannah, you're his, his big sister. It's yeah. your job to make sure. And it's like, no, that's, that's not your, this is what, she's going to go low contact with you guys. This is an am I the <laughs> asshole waiting to happen. She's going to go low contact. Yeah, yeah she's going to fret you guys, like for sure. I, w- like, I wouldn't want to be, be interacting with those parents who left me with my delinquent brother. No. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, when they, they ditch him, and I'm just like, you know what? At this point, every everyone in this family, except for Savannah, deserves for Miles to die. Yeah, everybody. It everybody. is odd. The parents deserve it. Miles certainly deserves it. Miles, Miles is, deserves it. Like, Miles, in spite of everything, even after at the last episode when he was like, when Phil is like, bro, he's a wild animal. You gotta let him go. And, and Miles lets him go. Yeah. And then Miles is like, no, I want him back. Like, I want to bring back the wild animal who has very clearly proven that he is not, he is not suited for these situations. Yeah. No. No. None of it. It's ridiculous. It's, and, you know, the, the they bring up Siegfried and Roy, which, you know, context-wise, Siegfried had died two years prior to that. Oh, that my was two, God. Yeah, because wow. we it was our freshman year of college when Siegfried died. Or Roy died, I whichever I remember one. the tiger attack, but I forgot how long after it was that he died. Because he survived for Did a Roy while. survive? The, I mean, but I thought Roy died from the tiger attack. I think he, I think it, I didn't, I didn't think he died immediately. I think he, like, died of, like, his life, What he was mauled. His career was over. And then I thought he was, like, cared for sort of in convalescence by Siegfried after he, that. I didn't, I didn't 
remember Maybe? him dying immediately from the tiger attack. But this Let's is see. Oh, no, question. you're right. Wow. I absolutely thought he died from they lived till 2020 and 2021. I yeah. have no recollection of that. I absolutely thought, oh, it's because I'm conflating it because it was the same year that um, Steve, that Steve Irwin died. Oh. Okay, I have to tell a story now that well, is... Well, Siegfried and Roy was kind of humorously in the cultural consciousness. Yeah. And then they were completely out of it. Because yeah. the show ended, the because... residency was obviously done. Yeah. He was forever unable to, like, he was not a public figure anymore. They yeah. were dark. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, that ended, yeah, that ended that as it should, because tigers should not be on a stage in Las Vegas because the they're wild tigers. fucking animals. Nope. Um, I, I, I remember both these things very vividly because to very much overshare for a second, this is why I recently told my father, don't ever listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> I got my first vibrator my freshman year of college and was very excited about it. Um, yeah. And the only two times I ever used it were the same days that the, like, were in the evenings when the news then broke that Steve Irwin died and then Roy got attacked by a tiger. And I was like, I have a cursed vibrator. I can never you use do. this again. You did. You were right. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is like how Kit's last birthday, big birthday bash. Caused the pandemic. Yeah. Broke I'm the really pandemic. killed Kobe Bryant by accident. Yeah. Yep. This so, is what we're talking about. You were right to reevaluate that. I Yeah, I couldn't. You were I thinking like, of have, the greater good. I was really concerned about what else, what pow- dark powers this vibrator had. Yeah. Yeah, so and you know I, what? I think Christianity would agree with you, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a cursed object, for sure. Uh, but thank, but thankfully, the point being that, yes, so this Roy was, Roy got attacked. Okay, so Roy did live much longer. Roy got attacked, though, in, this was two years prior. And I don't think that the lesson one could take from that is that Tiger was trying to save Roy, therefore I should have my wild animal back. Yeah. That's just not, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Phil. No, they Phil Siegfried and Roy did not very... try to restart the show. No, that, that was, was the lesson they took from it was this is not a thing that the Tigers should be doing anymore. And then, you know, Phil, the fact that, like, again, Miles' parents allow Phil to come over. The fact that Phil is still free range enough from his ginger family that he can just go hang at Miles' house. Like, there is no world in which that child should be allowed anywhere near Miles. Yeah. He yeah. stole a car. Yeah, his parents are, like, the parents here, this is feral. This is totally yeah. feral shit. Yeah. It's, um, it's really, rem- and, like, obviously, yes, for the sake of the story, but, like, no, this is ridiculous. I'm sorry. It is ridiculous that Phil is sitting in Miles' bedroom and no one is walking in being like, absolutely fuck not. Miles, you know you're not allowed to have friends in this house for another two years. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah you are completely, yeah. you are completely ground, you are exiled from co- social contact. Yeah. I did, I, I, again, in that way, like, this is the thing where the show starts to kind of skip beats because there's no reason or explanation for how Miles survives that attack. Mm-hmm. Miles is in the water. He has decided that obviously Nim is going to be, like, he figures out Nim's going to go to the source of electricity. He gets in the water. There's Nim. Then he realizes it's not Nim. You don't, you're, you're different. You're smaller than Nim. Yeah. And then... There's several more, and they attack him, and then it just, like, cuts to commercial. And then Miles is just stumbling home, tracking blood all over the floor. All over. I mean, which, absolutely, when you talk about reality index, nothing is more believable to me in this world than Miles being too dumb to figure out how to not track blood all over the floor of his house. No. While sneaking in at, like, like, when he comes down, when his parents are about to leave, like, he does come up with a good one of, like, she's... I was like, are his parents just not going to notice him obviously limping? And then mom finally does. And he's like, oh, my leg fell asleep. And yeah. like, okay, yeah. And 
then his dad comes in with the dad joke. Well, you should have put it to bed earlier. But it's like, Miles, you got to fake it right now. Yeah. Like, you're in agony. But unless you want to be suspicious, you have to pretend like you're okay right now until they get yeah. out that door. Why are you fucking limping around your house? Yeah. Why wouldn't you position yourself in advance downstairs seated so that they won't notice that you're walking by? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you're not in pain. I'm saying you need to, you need 90 seconds of pretending like you're fucking fine. Right. And that's the thing. Like, that's, and that's, again, the Miles thing, though. Miles, 100% is just, he has main character syndrome and just assumes that no matter what, in any situation, it's going to be okay because he's the main character. He can walk into the water because he's the main character. Mm Mm-hmm. He can, his parents aren't going to notice that he's walking with a limp because he's the main character. It's all fine. So, yeah. No, the I, Miles. I feel like Miles is a perfect example, honestly, of, mm-hmm. like, why, why, like, you don't actually have to root for that underdog guy. No. Like, why, why you don't actually, like, actually don't root for the nerd. Because, well, uh, yeah. like, fucking grow up. Like, it, like, watching it's like, no, you're shitty. Like, I imagine you having a girlfriend and being a little dickhead to her. Yeah. Like, you just, no, I don't, I don't think you're misunderstood. I don't think you're understimulated. I think you'll grow out of some of this, but I think you're also just a selfish little, selfish little bastard. Well, I mean, we talked about this before, that Miles isn't smart. He's a nerd. No. He's weird. Savannah he's is smart. Savannah's very clearly smart. We, this is, we have been given that information. Miles's dad even says Miles isn't book smart. Miles is not, it's not like Miles is a nerd, a bio nerd who just like no. is super into this because he's always going out into the water and pulling out things and bringing stuff home. No, Miles yeah. just, Miles, yet again, should be a nine year old. This is a yeah. character who is written like a nine year old, but is played by a 14 year old. And it's not that actor's fault. No. That actor is like, in, he's trying, he's doing the best with what he's yeah. got, but he is being. Ca- told to do things like a nine-year-old would <sighs> yeah and like it's just not it doesn't work and so you're actively rooting against him and yeah miles is 100 percent the kind of guy who's gonna grow up and at 25 he's gonna make his girlfriend do the dishes because well i don't know how to do them right and it's yeah. like he's not gonna learn how to do them right he's just gonna keep doing them wrong until she takes over because mm-hmm. you're doing them wrong and he's like well i just don't know how to do them like you do that's the kind of guy gonna, he's going to grow He's going to have into. a girl who he's really, he's going to have like a girl best friend or something like that. And he's like, he's going to be totally in love with her. And he's going to think that it's romantic to insinuate himself into her life further and further and further. And like try and wheedle a kiss out of her when it's actually just really fucking creepy. Oh, yeah. Like, no, dude, she's not interested in you. Like she's, you're not what she's been waiting for. Yeah. Oh no, he'll never have a girl best friend though. I would disagree with that point. Very I, I think that's I, that's a completely fair counter. I don't. Yeah. I think he will like have any friend he has who's a girl is a situation he will misread. But I don't think yeah, he's oh, ever yeah. gonna have like a situation where he's gonna be a best friend to any girl because he cannot be a best friend to people because he's not capable of that. It's like he's not capable of being a best friend to Phil. Like no, Phil is gonna Phil's gonna have a rich life. And he's going to get there, get to it quicker if he gets there, if he goes without Miles. Yeah, well, Phil, Phil is the going to. The fucking albatross. Yeah. Phil could recover from being friends with the biggest loser. I love dinosaurs. Don't get me wrong. If I were a 14-year-old boy, I would not still have dinosaur toys on my nightstand. <laughs> Miles has dinosaur toys on his nightstand. Again, like this is, if you were nine, this would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so Miles ends up in the hospital because obviously all of his wounds have gone gangrene um, yeah. or have gotten like 
you know, infected by yeah. whatever is toxic in those bites. And he ends up in the hospital because Savannah is his only adult contact. They cannot reach his parents. <laughs> cannot. And Savannah brings Nim to the hospital. She's like, because she's smart. She's like, what if I can bring you the animal that bit him? Will that yeah. figure it out? And she brings Nim. But of course, Nim gets out of the dog crate that he's in because that's yeah. not how you transport these animals. And poor Nim gets killed. Yeah, Nim gets shot. Nim gets shot point blank by a hospital cop. Yeah, and and it's Miles' fault. It's Miles' fault. It's Miles' fucking fault. Yeah, like it. I'm sorry. It it. I would like because Nim is Nim has such a rough go of it for those last two episodes. Yeah, he really does. Like Nim is out in the water, and then Nim gets caught in a trap from some fishermen. Yeah, the fishermen are like, we're gonna sell him for a lot of money, and then they're just abusive to him and throw him in the freezer. And they're awful. Um, but Nim kills them because Nim Nim is a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> and Nim is when he was cold in the in the freeze. Like, oh my oh, god, when he's shuddering. Nim. I like it's so cute. It's so cute. He's so cute. And I was I had forgotten that he died. And so I was like, no, they're not gonna really kill Nim. They killed him. They killed him. And Miles him. like snaps to consciousness at the moment of Nim yeah. being shot in the hallway. And it's just like and just, like, watching him, like, in the school nurse's office when he starts to, like, when he's extremely ill. And the nurse is, like, taking his step. He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like, kid, you're not fine. Like, there's a moment to pretend you're fine. Yeah. What is this for right now? You are so visibly unfine. Yeah. Guess what? You're not fooling anyone. You haven't been smarter than anyone this entire time. Like, it's fucking over, pal. It's fucking over. Yeah, and the thing is, is that, like, Nim, you, er, Nim, Miles took Nim from a bunch of eggs. So obviously there are other eggs. Uh-huh. So just say, I got attacked by something. I was in the water. There were a bunch of these things. No one's going to think it's Nim. No one knows about Nim except for you, dipshit. <laughs> yeah. That's what's so wild. If you're just like, I don't know, I got attacked by something. I thought it was a snake, but it wasn't. Or kind of like a crocodile. Yeah. Great. Problem solved. No one knows about Nim, you no stupid, stupid child. So yeah, no, I was 100% rooting for Miles to die, but I knew he wasn't going to. Um, and then God of course, Nim heals, Nim's last great act is that he heals Miles by licking his wounds. Yes. And of course, Savannah's like, oh, Nim healed you. Yeah. <laughs> because Savannah's got to come around on Nim. It's like, no, Savannah's right. Savannah's, Savannah's been right. Right. Every time. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, this whole show is essentially, like, not to be too on brand for us, but this whole show is basically just women who are right and the men making poor decisions that affect them. And that's a perfect transition into Lake Bell, mm-hmm. where, like, I figured when that tube, that, that, like, submarine they went, that self-DIY submarine they went down in hits the ocean floor, I thought when they dropped down that kind of extra ravine that we were going to land in some, like, magical fucking abyss of creatures and we would see like a crazy cave of wonders down there instead they're just on the ocean floor and they see some of the monsters Mm -hmm. just that's it they come and go they're in the they're in the window they're not in the window they're running out of co2 and they're down there because the man the guy rich is like we're meant to be here we're meant to be here and she's like i'm focused on getting us the fuck out of here like i care about us living yeah so she like 
rousts him into cooperation to help get them back up to the surface. They manage to activate the life raft that is attached to the submersible and like that being inflated pulls them up to the surface. Okay. I mean, and this is after we spent an interminable amount of time in this fucking tube. Mm -hmm. They're taking video of like one of the creatures laying eggs. Like we don't see anything happening down there that we haven't seen before in the show, but they're like getting it on video. And then they're up at the surface and then they get in that big raft and then they're in the rain. Out to sea forever with Rich just over and over again being like, we're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. This was our fate. Uh, Yep. Everything's good. We're going to. And then like he's getting upset like and stuff like that. Like he's of course like afraid, but it is like she gets mad at him. One point is like, I'm out here fucking because of you. And like, listen, they both made this pact to do the whole submersible thing. But as far as the like, yeah, cut the line. We'll make it. We're supposed to be down here at the bottom of the ocean. That was all fucking rich. Yeah, this if that was not an agreed upon term was no. So we're going to go down to we're going to completely cut our tether was not agreed upon. No. And yeah, just didn't yield anything impressive enough for the payoff of like the harrowing circumstance. That's. So that is the problem with these shows, with this kind of format, with this puzzle box, is uh-huh. that you have to pace out how you get the information. And yep. unfortunately, because they thought they had, I guess, you know, six seasons to do this or whatever. Right. They weren't, they don't give us new information each episode. Yeah. We know that there are a lot of these. We know yep. they lay large clashes of eggs. We've learned this from the beginning. Totally. We know that they're becoming the dominant species. Like, we know these things. So there was nothing... The characters learning this new information, it kind of feels like... This feels like ground we've already covered. Yeah. Because we've been given this information by other characters. I think Circo mm-hmm. was the one who was, like, like basically said, this is the new top of the food chain. And then so yeah. hearing Lake Bell say it again, it's like, well, I'm glad you guys have caught up. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would personally assume once I saw one giant sea monster, mm-hmm. we're fucked. Yeah, Let I alone. would feel quite confident in that. Yeah, especially, like, giants, like, she's already figured out that they're burrowing and, like, causing fumaroles and shit. Like, she knows these things. Yeah. So that that's that's the other reason this episode feels like filler, is that we're just treading water, no pun intended, on information being shared. I can't and imagine, just, by the way, just, how just miserable. Like, well, just screaming in the screaming in the rain. Yeah. Like, we how- even have a moment, we have to inject drama into the, the stranded raft by, like, them pulling a patch for a hole on the rubber oh out of a bag and it flying out of Rich's hands. Every, and she's like, it's so you cursed. can't dive. That's, we're in the Northern Pacific Ocean. You can't dive there. It's November. Like, cause he had, like, he lets the fucking patch go for the rubber. So he's like, I gotta go get it. And he's right. But she's like, you can't get in there. It's, it's like, Lake, you're already exposed to the elements in the driving rain in the November air in the Pacific Northwest. I don't know that the ocean is that discernible of a difference for him to get in that water and then get right back out again. It's not like he's yeah. getting warm where you are now. Yeah, it's not like he's going from dry to wet. No, because like no. they're just like I, I there is watching this. I was like, God, I hope Lake Bell got paid at least like enough to go on a nice vacation after this because <laughs> she is damp for three episodes in a row. Oh man! I mean, she's just like they once they're in this once the submersible crack, they're like there's a leak, so they're just wet, and then they get up to the surface, and then they are wet, wet, and that thing, the series of misadventures that that raft has, no raft man. has ever been more 
first. No, that- no, no. That raft is really, that raft, uh, essential, a savior, and also a harbinger of doom. Oh my God. Like, I do believe fully that these geniuses would not check to confirm, like, hey, is the emergency kit, before we go down, like, is the emergency kit all up to code? Do we have a flashlight? Do we have any yeah. way to signal? What do we, because the flashlight's corroded. Uh, one of the patches, for, they have two patches for the raft. One of the patches has rot on it, so they can't yeah. even use that. The second patch goes flying off into the wind. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it gets, like, struck by lightning? Uh, something like that. Something happens, and it throws them both in the air and it pops just, it. It's like it, it's like it fucking explodes. It just, yeah, I'm still n- not entirely sure what happened. Did they but get it just... bumped by a monster? <sighs> I don't but the know. monster didn't finish the job? Yeah, like, they don't seem panicked about the fact that the monster's right there. So I didn't think it was a monster. I thought it was, like, a lightning bolt. I yeah, because it's just, like, it just suddenly, that thing just explodes from the ocean and they yeah. get flipped out of it. It's like, it what the fuck is them happening? them like ragdolls. Yes. Yeah, and then they are, like, stuck floating in the water, holding on to it, like, you know, they what little air there is, they've turned them into kind of, like, little personal life preservers. Mm-hmm. Um, what else happens to them? Oh, the shark. The, the shark, we, yeah, we shark. Get a, yeah, we get a shark circling the boat, and she's like, we gotta pound, we gotta scream, we gotta make a lot of noise, and he's like, I'm gonna shoot it with the flare, and she's like, we've got one fucking flare left, no, you're not, and he's like, who cares, gives a shit about the flare, uh, you know, if the shark's gonna kill us, like, it doesn't mean anything, and she, and then she looks at him finally, he's like, it is your turn to trust me now, mm-hmm. like, and it's like, yeah, she is right, and you need to fucking get over it, Rich, yeah. and so they have to scare off a shark, at Which, one point, like, they find, she finds edible seaweed, yeah, like, edible kelp, um, pulls it into the boat and she's like, here, Rich, you should eat this. He's like, no, I'm not hungry. It's like, fuck her, eat it. It's been days. Yeah. She's telling you this is edible. Eat the fucking vegetation. Eat the seaweed. It's got water in it. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. It's, I know, Rich, I really did like when she was like, this is, you need to trust me because she is a fucking expert. I mean, granted, you're not supposed to yell at sharks. That doesn't do anything. And splash okay. Like, yeah, don't. Like, if you're stranded in a boat in the middle of nowhere, the shark is probably not actually going to attack you. Mm-hmm. It has no interest in the It'll bump it, and then it's going to realize really quickly, like, that's not food. Yeah. But it's not going to attack a raft. It's not jaws. Like, they don't, mm-hmm. sharks don't think, don't realize that rafts have human food. Um, but beyond that, if you are in a situation, splashing is the worst thing you can do. Okay, okay. Because sharks think, because... Splashing is an animal in distress, which means it is an animal that is easy prey. Right, sure. That's why they attack, like, surfers. Surf, like, this is the most horrifying thing I've ever learned, is basically, like, the human shadow, particularly on a surfboard, when you're looking up with poor vision, because sharks don't have great vision, looks like a seal. And when you're splashing, because you're paddling the boat, you're paddling your surfboard. You're just a splashing seal. You're a splashing seal, a seal in distress, you're easy prey. That's what they think. That's why they think sharks attack surfers. Uh-huh. It's not because they want to eat humans. It's because they mistake us for food. Sure, Totally yeah. different things. So, pro tip, don't splash a shark to scare it away. Punch it in the eye. That does work. <laughs> the eye and the snout are sensitive. Go for those right, spots. Right, right, right. Punch the shark. Don't splash. Um, but I, you know, like, I, I, I appreciated that this was, there are, that that was a circumstance under which she is the authority that she can, yes. and like, yeah, Rich, you gotta fucking trust her. I, when, in the beginning, when Rich is like, starting to lose it, and she goes, Rich, don't freak out on me now. And I'm like, girl, where have you 
been? Yeah, Rich is like, like Rich is here because he freaked out. Yeah, like, Rich you're, has so, been, you're with Rich because he freaked out. It's not a don't start freaking out on me. It's can we get off the freak out train? Like this has been an yeah. ongoing event. Um, I did love that Rich kept referring to like, I'm going to see my wife and my kids again. I'm like, no, buddy. No, you're not. Yeah. Not because you're going to die, but because there is no world in which you are ever, ever, ever getting custody again. Yeah, I don't like your wife in anything that no. we've been shown of her, but she should never get, trust you with the children again. There's no reason. There's no there's there's no evidence here that suggests. And the fact that you still think of her as your wife, like, I yeah, don't. <laughs> that's hopeful. I think you're being optimistic. Yeah. Like, Ma- uh, partly because even best case, I, I know what the logic is that he would have, which is like, well, I'm going to prove that the monsters are real. And then she's going to want to be back together with me. It's like, yeah, but you're still hallucinating a man standing on the ocean floor. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's something we need to work through first, buddy, before you get your wife back. Yeah. George is dead. Yeah. Yeah. George and, is dead. And every time. So, yeah. So they're on the sea, the bottom of the ocean. And rich sees george standing there just hanging out on like yeah. a rock and rich like immediately every time rich has his little like i'm crazy moments yeah which i call them that specifically because it is played so differently he goes into like a fugue state he yeah. gets giggly he gets like drunk uh-huh okay yeah his behavior it he isn't even getting into, like, what we would generally, you know, this is a man who's having a psychotic freak. No, he just, like, giggly and drunk. And he's like, George, George is out there. I gotta yeah. go see him. And then he, like, turns on the lights um, to to attract, which attracts the sea monsters. And it's just like, I honestly thought he was going to try and, like, exit the submersible. <laughs> yeah. That's the level of, that, like. George would have totally, I mean, Phil, Rich would have totally tried to do that. Yeah. When, when Lake Bell is like, no. Rich, no. I'm like, is he going to try to open the submersible the right door? now? Because yeah. I could see that happening in these circumstances. Um, yeah, no. Rich, is, Rich, his greatest delusion isn't that George is on the seafloor. His greatest delusion is that he still is going to have a family come on. My this ep- these two episodes, we do get one of my favorite moments in the entire series so far because it's just so of the character, and that's Doctor Lake Bell talking to Rich and oh, being about like, Jesse about her little boy yeah and being like i was you know when when jesse was three i had a conversation you know we talked about i've got the exact quote here because it was so perfect say the quote i mean this is when jesse incredible when jesse was about three this is like they're on their last breaths with co2 is the co2 levels are too high when jesse was about three we had this talk about life and death and god she three with her, button. with her fucking roommate, she Dude, had this conversation. You and I have a, our friend Sarah's daughter is a little over three, and she's one of the most hyperverbal toddlers I have ever, like, she is super hyperverbal because uh-huh. she grew, like, this is true. These are facts. There is no world in which I could have a conversation with this child about life, life. and death and God. Life and death and God. And that, like, that it, like, that she's, like, that she phrased phrased it like like it was. It's a convert, like, it's a back and forth. Yeah, no, she made it sound like it was, like, between peers. This was a dorm conversation at, at, like, at at 3 a.m. dorm conversation. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Like we were, we, we were, we had wine and we just got into it. Yeah. When Jesse was about three, it was like, this is exactly how you talk about your child. Yeah. This is exactly how you view your child, your coworker, this adult you live with. (laughs) I know. It was so great. About life and death Death and and God. God. And then it turned into one of those things where like, one of those like examples of things that didn't happen. And it's like, parents talking about crazy shit their children allegedly mm-hmm. said about like politics and and like giving like quotes from their four-year-old it's like yeah. yeah no I don't think your four-year-old said that about AOC like I just I don't believe you yeah. and like you know he lifted up his shoe and like there was an aunt that he had stepped on he was like mommy like did I kill God yeah because she's like God is because it's like the, yeah. the answer she gives him is like God is everywhere God is in all of us like an aunt is God. And then he holds up his shoe and is like, mommy, I smushed God. Yeah. Which is a great, like, yes, it's a great story, but that didn't happen. That like, didn't Dr. happen. Lake Bell. That like, didn't happen. I was a pretty precocious, like, I did, so my, one of my mom's favorite, like, Amanda anecdotes is that specifically when I was, like, three, three and a half, I was, you know, in bed with my blanket and, like, my baby blanket had satin because I, you know, it turns out it was a sensory thing. I would, like, rub the satin between my fingers to comfort oh. myself. And, um, one day I was like, mommy, my blanket is wearing out. Mm-hmm. And she goes, yeah, you know, that happens. And I looked and I was like, if blankie's wearing out, does that mean you'll wear out too? Yeah. That was my question. And yeah, it was like right at bed. Question. And my mom was just like, <gasps> to tackle the concepts yeah. of death with a three-year-old yeah. at bedtime. Of life and death and, and God. God. Yeah. But like, and my mom was like, yeah, but not for a very, very long time, Amanda, everything's going to be okay. And that was it. That was the conversation. There was not told in such a way as to be like, yeah. You were relating. You and your mom were relating in that moment. Yeah. There was not like, I I would not have then, we did not get existential about that because it's a three-year-old. Yeah. I just, I know when she said that, I was like, I can't wait to talk about that mom. I know Jones can yeah. jump out on that one too. I mean, that was I, that was that was these two episodes were worth it for that one line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just for that nice reminder, because there wasn't like it wasn't as if she was like, God, I just you know, I want to just be, I, I won't get to see Jesse grow up. There was none of that because again, no. this isn't her child. This nope. is her peer. Yeah, love it. I love this that. This is her peer. I, I just I'm so glad that you also. So they end up in like again like. And this is part of why why for, for 18 years now I have wanted the Bible for this series. Yeah, because yeah. Because I am, I'm like, I need to know how much they knew as they were writing about these monsters. Yeah. Because as it stands now, there is no consistency. And that's right. making me fucking crazy in terms of like, and it made me crazy at the time too, of like, okay, you guys, you got to pick, do they lay their eggs at the bottom of the ocean or... Do the eggs become buoyant and then go up to the surface? Yeah. Because what ends up happening is that the eggs, Lake Bell and Rich, realize that they are in the middle of a giant, like, patch of eggs. Mm-hmm. And there is a nearby monster guarding those. Because it, like, Yeah, the helicopter... and that's when they're on the surface in the raft. Yeah, they're in the raft. And, like, the helicopter comes by and the monster jumps out and tries to, like, attack the helicopter. But then, like, goes away, I guess? I don't know. Um, they do get rescued eventually by a helicopter. And... Mm-hmm. It's, but it's like, okay, you, they're laying them on the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they float to the surface and then they end I up guess. somehow in like, they're like, it, you need to give us, there needs to be something consistent. Yeah. And that's the biggest, 
question I have at this point is like, how much of this is just shit you're throwing at the wall? Like, how much is this yeah. just convenient? Um, and yeah, so they they end up in like the this clash of you know fucking eggs, <laughs> and everything's kind of just like I guess it's cool. Like, okay, this is just it. Yeah, I guess it's cool. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, that's the. I know we're going into some stuff that's going to be good because I recall a few things. And then, of course, poor Jackson. We don't know what the fuck is going on uh, with Yeah, Jackson. we don't know what's going on with Jackson. We don't know what's going on with Jackson. So Jackson's boat has been located and there are shells. Like uh-huh. gun shells, not yeah, shells. Yeah, from, from bullets. From bullets and like some blood. And Jackson's missing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't recall what happened to Jackson. I assume that he gets abducted by like the, you know, hot government guy's team. Yeah. But, I mean, Jackson deserves Jackson doesn't deserve to go out that way if that's how he No, no, Jackson does not. That's no. a shame. Yeah. But I, I truly don't, like, this is, I am really experiencing this in real time with you guys because I don't recall what happened. And uh, I'm worried about him. I'm worried about Jackson. I'm worried about Jackson, guys. Yeah. Oh, that was not meant to happen. Um, but yeah, that, I just... You know, and then we've also now we've got uh, Miles's boss at the aquarium. Yeah, he seems keyed into the creatures. Yeah, and he's like he gets his full he gets a full scene from they just page for page just jack the scene from Jaws. When so he's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, there's one. like an electrician who gets electrocuted by the creatures, um, probably the same ones that attack Miles, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out what it is. And obviously, because you know the Carolinas, are like it's mm-hmm. a gator. And they think they've caught, the sheriffs think they've got the gator and Miles' boss is called out. He goes out, he does the whole like slice it, it's hanging up, slice the stomach open, kick through the remnants. And it's just like verbatim the scene from Jaws. Yeah. It was great. Um, I appreciate that they just fully clip noticed it. But yeah, so he's like in his own separate show now, this Miles' boss. Which I would watch that show. Mm-hmm. I would choose that show over anything involving Miles. Is like, oh god, yeah, this nerdy Carolina aquarium, like aquarium employee, who is now on the trail of what he thinks might be a new species, yeah, or an invasive species of some sort. He's like trying to unpack and figure out what exactly is going on. Uh, but he finally gets his hands on, unfortunately, the dead body of Nim. So he's going to start doing some samples mm-hmm. and you know figure out what the fuck is going on. But so beyond I'm, that, that's like the only new information we get in this episode. These episodes yeah. is like him that yeah, like he's is, is introduced him. as someone who's a part of this now. Yeah, it's it's him, and then like I guess also kind of just knowing that Jackson's missing are kind of the mm-hmm. only two big things that we get. But yeah, otherwise it it is it's straight up filler. It's a show that thought it was going to keep running. That's it. I know. I'm I looking know. forward to now. We're back on land. Yeah. Uh, Nim being gone means at least Miles can stop fucking looking for him. Right. Now um, I feel like he's just gonna be really mopey. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been him. Shouldn't have been. Shouldn't have been Nim. Yep. Should have been Miles. Yep. Miles, if you were a real one, you would have taken the bullet for Nim. <laughs> yeah. You would have come out of that coma sooner. Yeah. You fucking idiot. You would have. Re- you would have ended the situation you were responsible for starting anyway. God damn. Yeah. You would think, but no. Miles doesn't take personal responsibility. No. So, and that's, I mean, I think that's kind of. That's all it really gave us. That's all it gave yeah, us these last it two was. episodes. Yeah. 
that's it. That's all they give us. I mean, just a very damp Dr. Lake Bell. Yeah, yeah. A damp and upset lady scientist. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, this is the most latent Meester I think we get, we've gotten in since, like, the second or third episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was I was happy with the amount of Savannah we got. Yeah, I like spending time with Savannah. Great to spend time with Savannah. Savannah, who now, like, cares about her brother, who just has had a yeah. complete personality transplant. But she's fully, she's realized that they, the parents have completely abandoned him. And yeah. now truly there's no one left for him but Savannah. Yeah. And so she steps up and, you know, it's there. Like, I'm always curious about what does the other timeline look like where mm. Surface gets the second season? And then like, do they write out her out? Cause she gets Blair. Does she get locked into this? And there's yeah. no Blair Waldorf. Like there's, I, I do. I was thinking, I was like, what would Leighton Meester's reaction be if, Upon meeting her, someone was like, I love Surface. Does she even remember she did that? Do we think Leighton remembers she did Surface? Right. Like, and if so, what is her big takeaway from having done Surface? Yeah. What's like the core memory? I, 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 I'm so curious. Like, oh yeah, I remember being in a bikini a lot for that. Yeah, I was in a bikini, but no one made it weird is what I hope she would say. Yeah, thank God. Please, please. Yeah. I, because like, she's, as we've, like, her, Leighton Meester's post-Gossip Girl career has become fascinating because she like we've discussed before she has gone like full dirtbag weirdo yeah so i kind of feel like maybe she'd be into it like maybe maybe she wants to be recognized for surface i don't know i mean i've, I, I've met i carter, will give her that yeah. i will give her that i've met carter jenkins before and the guy who plays the kid who plays miles yeah and every time like and it freaks him out when i was like holy shit you were in surface yeah so i feel like yeah it'd be that kind of deep cut that maybe she'd appreciate I don't know. I'll ask of Leighton if she's got the, the Bible. <laughs> Leighton, do you know what those were supposed to be? Because yeah, it's been how haunting far ahead me. Did you get to read Leighton? Yeah. Did you have a pitch for season two? Because it is haunting me. <laughs> I will be. My spirit will not stop walking this earth until it no. is restless spirit. Well, I'm it, this. These episodes make me look forward to the next two because I'm like, I we're we're, we're we've gotten out of the ocean. With yeah. the lady, with lady doctor scientists, we've gotten out of um, the NIM search, and so it's like, okay, we can only go up from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like exactly. I feel like it's 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 got to be. We're going into kind of the back end, and it's going to propel itself forward somewhere. Yeah, hopefully. But we're. I mean, God, we're coming up on the last few episodes. I know. I'm up. sad about it. I know. This is the thing. This is the problem with surface is that there's just only so many. There's only so many, which is why we just can't waste time like we have been. Yeah. Anyway, I guess, um, you know, short episode, because what else is there to talk about? Yeah, that's but, it. They did. They gave us nothing more. Yeah. So next week, Jordan, you know, we haven't done a foreign one in a while. We haven't gone overseas. And so I thought it'd be fun for us to, you know, take a journey. So this is another, this was a new release as of 2021, fairly new. Mm-hmm. This is a Korean film, Space Sweeper. Oh, I love Space Sweepers. This is so it? exciting. Oh, you just know what it is? or No, I've seen I've, I love Space Sweepers. Oh, you saw it. Okay. So oh, this is space... great news. Yeah, How we're going to do Space Sweepers. All so right. That is yeah, Space on... Sweepers is a great time. Yeah, that is on Netflix. Yeah. So... Oh, guys, you're in for a treat if you haven't watched Space Sweepers yet. This is this is good fun. Yeah. Yeah, Space Sweepers. Um, also, I just realized I meant to start off the episode by kind of being like, uh, so Solidarity with WGA, we're still covering like, we're still yeah. gonna cover, like, I had a brief moment of, like, do we cover it? Like, what do we, how do we support without, yeah. like, 
obviously we're not a huge footprint of streaming yeah, but like but we stand with the writers we stand with the writers we're gonna they they haven't called for like a boycott of streaming they haven't called for canceling your services yet so we're gonna keep doing it we're gonna mm-hmm. keep this up um but yeah uh solidarity with the writers absolutely go join a protest go honk your horn when you drive go by honk a your studio. Horn. honk your horn man um and yeah so we're gonna do space sweepers which is available for streaming on netflix Excellent. So that Great is, news. yeah, I thought that would be a fun one. Um, so we'll do that. And in the meantime, Jordan, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jorcru, J-O-R-C-R-U. Uh, and you can find always updating episode of the episodes of the Feeling Scene podcast, Nita Manzor, Catherine Hardwick, recent episodes. And I think by the time this goes up, uh, an episode with Kara Brown, the writer Kara Brown. So my millennial girl heart is just soaring at having been able to speak to the Jezebel legend herself. Uh, and then we're recording an episode of the Ots Pods. So you can go back in the archives there and get yourself familiar before season five comes out. You know, in the not too terribly distant future. Great stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm so excited for your Kara Brown. Because... I know so you and I talked about it. And yeah. How intimidated I've always been by her. Oh, it was deeply. fantastic. Uh, how could one not be? <sighs> yeah. So obviously, um, so I'm Amanda Smith says on Twitter. I am just Amanda Smith on Blue Sky, if you're over there. Uh, uh, yes. Still not totally sure what the vibe, like it's chaos, guys. It's <laughs> the best. My report on Blue Sky is, you know how like in the Big Bang, in the first few billion years it was just like a mass of chaos and burning gases yeah that's kind of the vibe over there right now i believe it is it's just chaos it's like it's okay. weird to see a proto like there's butts there's boobs there's oh, okay. people you know just talking like there's just absolute chaos okay um great time great time so i'm over there on blue sky uh as well and then, of course, we are disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. Our merch site is disastergirls.myshopify.com. Get yourself some cool Disaster Girls merch for the summer. Um, I just found out that we can do shoes. So I'm like, well, I'm intrigued by <laughs> okay. that. I might get into that. Yeah. I mean, I, a, a Stop Killing Shelly Winter slip on. I'm not going to be a mad about that. A boat shoe? Oh, my God. A boat shoe for the. With- <laughs> That'll be just as good as the swim trunks. The swim, yeah. I mean, the swimsuit was one of my favorite things that we've made, but a boat shoe for Stop Killing Shelly Winters might be up there, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so check all of that out. Give us five-star ratings and reviews if you have time. It's always Please. appreciated. It is helpful. Um, but otherwise, we'll see you all back next week for Space Sweepers. See you then, guys. Bye. <laughs>